folks, I am your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hello, folks. Franco Vega here with you for Right Way Podcast. We have a special guest in the building. goes by the name of Keith Johnson. Keith is a dear, longtime friend. Uh, he's a foster care advocate. He's been a, a foster care advocate since he is in the foster care system. He's also the executive director of Falcon Youth and Family Services, and they have another great program called Cooking for Kids. Uh, and really, Keith is the one that brought the pain to power topic to the Right Way Foundation. So this is special. Now you guys know where I got pain to power from. So without further ado, let's bring in Keith Johnson. Well, Keith Johnson, first and foremost, is Karen Johnson's husband. Uh, we've been married 36 <laughs> years. we loving on my wife since high school. And I'm just a guy that's really just committed to serving uh, family and extended family. And extended family, in this case, would be my communities and the babies in my community. Awesome. Awesome. So just to fast forward, get into 10 minutes of healing the right way and, and paying the power. Paying the power. Where would you come up with that concept? Where, where does that come from? I, I don't know where I read it. But I read something that pain does one or two things. It either paralyzes or or it empowers you. Um, that it either holds you back or it can be the very thing that catapults you forward. And so I just kind of coined that phrase, um, moving from pain to power. And part of that pain was my own childhood experience, being raised in the foster care system, um, watching my mom raise my two other brothers, always wanted to be at home with them, having that issue going on in my life, feeling rejected uh, as a result, operating out of that pain, not doing well in school, rebellion against authorities. And finally, um, I consented to therapy. And in therapy, I realized that my past was not indicative of my future and I needed to do something different. And so I would utilize all that hurt, all that pain, all that rage, all that anger to fuel me as opposed to paralyze me. And you, you know, our audience is going to know right now, we deal with a lot of kids who suffer a, a tremendous amount of pain. And that's why Keith, he shares his life lessons in the workshop. You have any uh, any specific instance of pain and how you turn that into power? You can recall from your childhood that it used to slow you up, but now it doesn't. It's well, I, re I remember being literally being three years of age um, and my, my mom asking me to call my grandmother and asking her, could I come live with her? And so I made that phone call um, and my grandmother said no. And my mom was going through a lot of challenges at that time. My brother was suffering from leukemia. Um, I had an older brother who probably could take care of himself better than I could. And I think she was looking for a stress relief, to be honest. Um, there was some issue between my mom, my grandma, and probably she just said no out of spite now, as opposed to no out of, I took it as, you know, she don't love me, but I think it was really an adult issue, not a child issue, and I was caught in the mix. But nonetheless, my mom turned to me and says, you know, your little A is out of here. One week later, I'm standing on the front porch, literally banging on my mom's door, asking to get back in. Um, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. Mommy, please. And her words to me was at that time, you're not going to be SHIT like your dad. And that lived with me for a very long time. So that that is probably my most painful moment that that I remember that stuck with me for a very long time. OK, fast forward. How would you get over it or how would you learn to deal with it? Because sometimes a lot of times we're not 
over it, but we just know how to deal with it. It doesn't affect us no more. Well, eventually I went to live with my grandparents. I, I did go in the foster care system, but I, I did eventually go live with my grandparents and the very lady who said no. And um, my grandfather, who was not my biological grandfather, um, my mom married him after, uh, my grandmother married him after uh, she divorced uh my father's father, um, they didn't have any children. And he basically said, I'm going to love you like you're my own. And he taught me a lot of lessons. I, th I think one of the most powerful lessons that he taught me was that I didn't have to wear my mask anymore. Um, those of us from the hood understand when you leave home, there's a certain mask that you put on. And he would say to me, now that you're home, you can take your mask off. And I began to trust him. Out of that trust, again, I went to therapy. And in therapy, I really learned that that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your mother, father did or did not do, could or could not have done, would or would not have done, should or should not have done. The only thing that matters is that they gave you life. Now, you need to determine what kind of life you're going to live. Are you going to continue to live in the past? Or are you going to press forward towards the future? And the decision to get healthy was, again, that phrase, you're not going to be, you're not, not going to be SHIT like your dad. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I, but I am going to be like my dad in some aspects, meaning that that I wanted the greatest dad in the world and I'm going to become the greatest dad in the world. And so everything that my father did not teach me, um, I, I taught my children. Everything that I wanted my father to do for me, I did for my children. So my my whole mission in life was a to prove my mother wrong, which was which was unhealthy. Let's be real clear, okay. But also to to use that disappointment, hurt, pain, and anger to such a degree that my kids would never experience what I experienced. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. That's deep. You know, uh, my story similar. My dad died a drunk, and I inherit his alcoholism. Where I'm an alcoholic, but I choose purposely not to drink in front of my kids. And I don't drink anymore. If I do have one or two beers during a sporting event, maybe, or a, uh, a gala. Uh, but no, I don't drink uh, like I used to drink. And then I purposely don't drink in front of my kids because I, like you just said, I want to be everything my dad wasn't. And he showed me, I have photos of me drinking at five and six years wow. old, coarse beer, and I have photos uh, of me bloodshot, red eyes being blown and buzzed, super buzzed as a little kid, you know? So let me fast forward. When you run our workshops, because Keith Johnson is our master facilitator in our program, what are the youth reactions when you go through this and you talk to them about your issues and your pain? I think initially with any, with any speaker that comes to speak with our youth, um, there is always a wall uh, of defense that's up. There's always, oh, what does he have to say? Here he is bringing to me some college-based knowledge, not necessarily street wisdom to the table. And when I begin to share my story, they begin to understand that I understand what they're going through. They know that I know that they know that I know what's going on. And one of the things, one, one little simple statement actually just locks them in. When I say I would often fall asleep on a, I would often put my head on a dry pillow, but fall asleep on the wet pillow. That statement actually kind of unlocks the door because a lot of people don't realize that, that children who are in pain cry themselves to sleep at night. And then they wake up the next morning literally pissed that they woke up, not because they want to die, but because they know that the tomorrow is going to bring the same thing yesterday brought. And so when they wake up, quote unquote, tomorrow, they wish they could have just slept another day away. When I put those two things together, 
fall, put my head on the dry pillow, fall asleep on the wet pillow, and then wake up angry because today is going to be the same thing that yesterday was, they know right off the bat, I know that they know that I know what's going on. <laughs> I love that example. When we go give these uh, lectures in uh, juvenile halls and camps, like I was a formerly a resident of a juvenile hall, I share that story and all my young knuckleheads nod their head in agreement. Because when you lock that door uh, in your little boy prison, uh, the first thing you do when no one's around is you start crying like right. a little baby. You know, the only thing was different with me is that, and it's probably the same with all of us, uh, I slept good after I cried. Right. I slept like a baby but yes i did wake up and god damn it sorry i'm back in juvenile hall still you know and so yeah that's a great lesson and it's great points and and i think we need to keep sharing uh these stories you know we need to and i love when you talk about uh, we come from a non-educated point of view because you can't learn this stuff at USC, UCLA, right. and Harvard. You would all love those institutions, but no, they don't give you this training. This is real life. Where was the DSM-5 900 years ago? No, right. we were raising our kids correctly. You know, we don't need some of that stuff. We just need good old fashioned love and folks like Keith Johnson to be presented in front of our youth and just be there for them. You know, Keith, you show up on time every day uh, when we need you and they can count on you. It's funny, and I'm gonna share this with you, pump your ego up a little bit more. Uh, when our kids look forward to coming to our Sunday workshops with Keith Johnson, when they show up here and uh, the first thing they say is, who's the facility? Is Keith coming back? And we're like, yes, he's coming back today. And so we thank you from the bottom of our heart. And just to close it out, what message would you like to share with our viewers, our listeners uh, about paying the power? So so one of my favorite movies is The Lion King. I mean, go figure. Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and then The Lion King. But there's something that happens in The Lion King that absolutely relates to us, the past, the pain, and learning from it. So Simba was denying his past, who he was, who he was supposed to be, basically because of pain that encountered with his uncle Scar. So Rafiki hits him in the head, and Simba says, what did you do that for? And he says, what does it matter? It, it, it was in the past. He tries to hit him again, and this time Simba ducks, which means that, you know what? We can learn from the past. We can learn what happens to us and we can make sure that it doesn't continually to happen. We can grow from it. We can develop from it. We can mature from it. We can be empowered by it. Don't let your pain paralyze you. Let it empower you. Well, oh, thank you, Keith. And just real quick, can you share with our, our listeners, where can they look up your foundation if they wanted to uh, check you out and go deeper into who is Keith Johnson and Falcon Youth Family Services and Cooking for Kids? Sure. You can find us. Um, our website is uh, www.fyfs.org, www.frankyellowfranksam.org. Org. So people, please go check out Keith Johnson and his lovely wife, Karen, and see the great work they're doing. And thank you guys for tuning in. Peace and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Right Way Podcast, 10 Minutes of Healing the Right Way. And we invite you to come back every week. Read more about us and our mission at therightwayfoundation.org. Thank you.